Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Welcome back to part two of What Are You Waiting For? We've been talking about how there are times to wait on the Lord, but then there are times to take action, to take the bull by the horns and own our lives as a disciple of Jesus, to get out there and flip some tables. Okay, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. This is one of my favorite verses. And really, I believe it's just because of my call to the prophetic. It's shut up in my bones like fire. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. We're going to read a couple different versions. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. And another version says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to do whatever. Whatever feels good at the moment. Get some vision from God and act on it. Be an active participant in your life. Not just going through the motions, but actively pursuing his kingdom come, his will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Come on, say it with me. His will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Jesus didn't die for us to sit on our hands and wait. I don't know how many of you remember Kmart used to have a layaway program. Um, it's probably so old, many of you may not even know, but you used to put money down and then you waited for months to get your stuff. And it was probably just junk by the time you got it. It wasn't even really, you know, that great because you had to wait so long, which is not good to have to wait that long. Come on. But I'm glad that's not even a thing anymore. Hallelujah. We don't have to wait. We can get our stuff in two days off Amazon. (laughs) Anyway, the cross already happened. Your victorious life has been paid for. Let's get it. Is there ever a time to wait? Sure, use wisdom, but wisdom isn't always a no. More often than not, it's a go. A give it a try. Give God something to work with. Give him a platform to show up and reveal his glory through your life. So how do we know what to do and when to do it? It's our connection to the source, Holy Spirit. He tells us what time it is. He knows. We have to listen and respond. It's called Shema, to hear God and respond. That's what that means. He knows if it's time to go and make disciples. And then we need to respond with an, okay, I'll do it. Just an example, um, there's a woman at church who has taken a couple of mission trips to Africa And they had been very fruitful. And she felt God's call to go the first time, and she went. But what if she wasn't listening? She would have missed amazing things, and others would have missed out as well. Had she not said, okay, I hear God, it's time to go. I'm going to stop waiting. I'm going. In the Bible, there's the parable of the talents. The first two, they received talents, and they did stuff. And they got a good return for what they did. The last one buried the talent and did nothing with it. 
You know, you don't get an attaboy for keeping track of your stuff. And more accurately said, the stuff God has given you because your gifts and your talents and your resources, they've all come from him. So really they belong to him. But you're actually called a wicked and slothful servant if you bury your stuff and don't use it. You get the attaboy and increase when you take a kingdom risk. You know what? At least give your stuff to someone who's willing to take a risk, okay? (laughs) And it's okay if you're a little apprehensive. It's okay to do it afraid. That's a book by Joyce Meyer. It's really good. It's called Just Do It Afraid. You know what? But do it. Don't wait. If God's called you to something, even if he hasn't right now, ask him, hey, what am I called to? Maybe you've just missed it. Maybe he's been trying to speak to you, but you haven't been listening. So God's called you to something, even if you don't know what it is. Just ask him. He's called you to something. So find out what it is and then do it. Sometimes we get caught in the trap of waiting because we're afraid of making a mistake. But isn't God's grace enough to cover our mistakes? Who do you think you are if your mistake is bigger than God's grace? I mean, if you think about it that way, as long as our hearts are in the right posture, we're not doing things out of self-promoting desires, then I think he can handle our mistakes. I remember um, when we started the church that we're a part of, we mostly received encouraging words. And then there was one person who was like, don't go too fast. Don't get ahead of God. And that's fine. I get it. Like, use wisdom. Of course, this is a big thing that we were doing at the time. But at the same time, that attitude, if you're not careful, it can be paralyzing. Because the truth is, we know in part. First Corinthians thirteen nine it says, Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. Another version says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we only know in part. It takes faith. We live by faith, not by sight. We have to be able to move forward, make decisions, take risks, even when we can't see how it's going to turn out. I trust God to make me aware of issues and course correct me. I trust him and he trusts me to keep moving and not give up when I face adversity. And believe you me, I face adversity. I'm sure some of you are like, yep, I hear you. (laughs) If you don't sow, plant any seed, there will never be a harvest. Take a real look right now at the seeds you are sowing, asking God, do you want me to continue sowing these seeds? Sometimes we sense that God might be done with something. We've been in a ministry for years or a job for years, just kind of stagnant, but we just stay there waiting. What are you waiting for? If the fruit has dried up and you're left with raisins, it's not worth it. I mean, I like raisins. I could tell you like a really bad story about raisins. Though one time our son, when he was little, he ate some raisins and then he got sick and it was nasty. (laughs) I mean, that's probably TMI, but It was terrible. But you get my point. Quit waiting. Stop doing the old. Start doing the new if the Lord's calling you to that. Allowing Holy Spirit to guide you in your stopping and your starting, your new planting and your harvesting. 
Let's activate this right now. Let's ask Holy Spirit a question. So close your eyes. Prepare to hear something from him. Holy Spirit, is there a new thing you want me to begin? And new seed you want me to sow? I want you guys to take some more time with that. Whatever the Lord gave you a vision of, a picture, a feeling, a thought. Like, honestly, sometimes they just come in as a quick thought. So spend some time with the Lord on that later on. Press into that. He wants to speak to you about something. Are you going to hear him or are you just going to ignore it? This is serious, you guys. This is Holy Spirit. Holy, none other. There's no one like him. So I have a quote here from Leonard Ravenhill. It says, are the things you are living for worth Christ dying for? That's something to think about. I have another quote here. Are you waiting for something to happen before you start living for what he died for? That quote was from someone very famous. You all know her. It's Jen Johnson. (laughs) Anyway. He died for freedom. He died for action. He died for people to be free to live. So we're talking about not taking action, right? Maybe making up excuses why we're not doing something. And some might bring up this verse, Romans 5.20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. All right. Let's talk about that. So this verse is not to be used as a crutch, as in, oh, well, if I miss it, if I'm overly cautious and timid and I don't go and do what God calls me to, then God will just give me grace. No, that's not how you need to be interpreting this verse. This verse is to encourage us to go, to do, to act. And then if something goes wrong and we do sin or screw up in some way, we know that even If we aren't perfect in every way, his grace, his grace is still very much present for the purpose of doing, of living in him victoriously. This verse is to give us the encouragement to do things, to know that his grace abounds, that his power to do something abounds. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's not slack in delivering promise. We can't be slack either with anything we're doing. So let's get on it. The sons of Issachar in the Bible I've talked about them multiple times. They knew the times and the seasons. That's us. We are to know the time and the seasons that we are in. And right now, prophetically speaking, this is not a time to be sitting on your hands. It's a time to push forward. There is resistance for a reason. The enemy doesn't want you progressing. But guess what? He doesn't get a say because we are not waiting. Amen? If you agree with that, I'm going to pray us out and I just want you to come into agreement with it and receive 
a fresh grace to stop waiting and step into the things God has for you in this season. So, Father, we trust you. Fear has no place in our lives. We reject fear and we command it to go and we receive a spirit of obedience and radical faith to go after the things you have called us to. Amen. Hey, I hope you guys received. I think I got something off that as well. Come on. (laughs) Please share this, you guys. You know people out there that need this type of encouragement to stay on fire for Jesus. So please subscribe, share, and until next time, quit waiting. Get out there and take a risk to further the kingdom.